Hi everyone, Francisco here. Just before we get started, I wanted to share something I'm really excited about. I recently launched the Story Powers Bootcamp, a course that teaches you everything you need to know about how to find, craft, and tell stories that work. But it's not just an online course, because you get personalized feedback from me for all the practical activities and three hours of live coaching to work through any challenges or focus on specific projects. So it's like if you bought a cookbook, but the chef came along with it. So go to storypowers.com and click on course. All the information you need will be there. So please check it out. And if you love the show and would like to support us, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash storypowers. I drink about five coffees a day, so any support would be much appreciated. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Story Powers Podcast, the show about the power of stories, the people who tell them, and why you should be doing it too. I'm your host, keynote speaker and storytelling coach, Francisco Mafus. My guest today is Alex B. Sheridan. Alex is the founder of Impacts, a LinkedIn marketing agency. It transforms founders and executives into revenue-generating LinkedIn content creators. I wanted to have Alex on because he makes these incredible videos full of different characters, music, and stories, which are just completely unique on social media, at least the social media that I see. He's also the only person I know who managed to post a video of himself half-naked, and not only did he not get booted from the platform, but also he got massive compliments on his biceps. But that last one might have been just from me. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. And if you're still not tired of me by the end of it, you can find me on LinkedIn or at storypowers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex B. Sheridan. Alex, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? I'm so happy to be here, man. <laughs> Cracking me up already, man. That's to be expected. Well, you, you and I are, are under massive pressure, aren't we? Because we've made such a habit of winding each other up in, in each other's posts that uh, on LinkedIn that if this episode is anything less than hilarious, then we'll disappoint our fans, or at least our, our one true fan. Hi, Tiffany. That's, that's right. We basically have a show, that what, what we call is the LinkedIn comments from each other's posts. We've just created a hilarious skit show from that, so I love it, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So one of the things I said I was going to do once we agreed to do this is I, I went back on the time machine and I started scrolling back through every single post you've ever put out on social media. It is very interesting how the how some of the the video editing or just the looks of the things have, have evolved over time. So I, I just want to run through a very brief list. I think I missed something, but uh, so a brief list of some of the stuff you've you've put out there since the beginning. So it was the, the brand father, the wolf of LinkedIn, uh, sales cops, LinkedIn division. Then there was, um, I think, a LinkedIn strategy with a guy called Paul, which I really liked. There was Do You Sell on LinkedIn with Dale Moran, the LinkedIn Pivot Shoes, the LinkedIn Terminator, LinkedIn Anonymous, and recently you did a couple of the rap battles, which was the sales versus marketing and founder versus employees. Um, so for anyone who's, who's not seen your stuff on LinkedIn, which I very much suggest that they should, and I'll, I'll link some of that in the show notes, Let's just pick one and then just sort of describe so people have some idea of what we're talking about. So the the wolf of LinkedIn, I think, was one of the first ones you did that that got quite a bit of traction. That, what was that about? Can you remember? Yeah, no, I, I remember that one exactly. Um, and that was the one where I got my first like 
Cater comment on too, because they were like, what is this? Why is this on LinkedIn? Um, but yeah, I remember that when I was talking about uh, LinkedIn strategy and how to be effective on here, I think I was talking about the seven C's, the cover, uh, connect, um, content, creation, that kind of stuff. Things just to be successful on LinkedIn. But I wanted to do it in a way that it was that Wolf of Wall Street kind of you know spook to it. And there was some humor in it and there were some characters in it. And so just to kind of bring a little bit of the story to life. Yeah, and the 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 rap battles one, I think again, those are very recent. So so they've benefited from you having gotten a lot more of a platform at the moment and, and a lot more engagement. But but those are a lot more. Uh, I think there's a lot more production value in those than a lot of stuff that people put out on social media. Um, and those are so it's <laughs> you are the three characters, and at times there's two or three of them at the same time in the same video, and it's you rapping or singing throughout so so what i wanted to ask is and again I, I do realize that stuff you put out now might get a different engagement than perhaps if you had put it out six months ago but what have you found that that works well and what doesn't in this type of video that you're putting out you mean when it comes to engagement or result from the videos there's two different things there right so what seems to work better let's let's go for engagement first so what seems to generate more engagement we'll, we'll, we'll tackle the results in a second well, typically the high entertainment, entertainment type ones generate the most views, the most engagement, the most reactions, just because it's something so different. Like when you get on LinkedIn, you see there's other people doing videos, there's people doing text posts. But when you put out something that's just so uniquely different than everyone else, it stands out. People are going to watch it. And so obviously, you know, it has to do with catchy headlines and the titles and that kind of stuff. But it's also just what you're talking about. So when someone sees a founder versus an employee rap battle, on LinkedIn or a sales versus marketing rap battle, you know, there's, there's, and it's specifically targeted towards a target audience, towards my target audience. In the founder versus employee case, you're either a founder or you're an employee. And so it's going to hit, it's going to hit you. You're going to feel it. You're going to take a side naturally. You're just going to want to watch to see what happens, who wins, how does this play out? And they both, you know, kick each other's butts a little bit. But yeah, the, the high entertainment ones typically bring the most attention and engagement <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And do you find that that's different? So, so what generates results for you? So what generates people coming up to you and saying, hi, Alex, I think I could, you know, we should, we should talk. Is that different than the ones that generate a lot of engagement? Um, sometimes and sometimes it's not, but usually the ones that are, are, are me more of the, like coming from a point of credibility, you know, teaching somebody tips on how to create a content strategy or how to get more engagement or how to send a video at the end. I think there's got to be a definitely a balance between if you're going to go in the entertainment route or try to be funny and humorous and that kind of stuff, you've got to balance that with also showing up as an authoritative figure in your space, someone that is credible, that knows their stuff, that actually can help people. So in the beginning, I, you know, there was times when I was like tearing the line of like, okay, I'm, I'm being too much entertainment here. People aren't getting to see the real me and they're not getting, you know, enough of the sort of the credibility factor. And so I had to dial it back a little bit. And there's times when I'm like, all right, well, I'm doing too much of this. Now I need to step it up and, and create something that's high entertainment. So I found, you know, over the over the last seven, eight, and nine months, I found a good balance between um, I'm very strategic with how I lay out my posts, which is some will be higher entertainment type uh, value, and others are going to be educational, others are going to be motivational. And then how do you kind of fuse some of those things together? Yeah, it's interesting because there's some other people that are, are amazing at, at at videos on LinkedIn. And again, we might be talking about you know a handful of people, but there was one guy who who you know we both know well. You know him better than I do, uh, Justin, who has incredible, incredibly entertaining videos. But I want to say he's, he went too far in the direction. He never went in the other direction. He he was just doing the entertainment videos, 
and he would openly admit that he didn't quite know what he wanted to do with them. So he was generating this massive audience. And I think at some point he said, hold on, maybe I need to figure out what I'm doing here. And I think he hasn't posted for a few weeks because he, there was, if you wanted to give him money because you liked his stuff so much, it's like, well, what, what, what does he do exactly? And, and that's the balance of like, you know, people talk about, well, I posted the video that got, you know, let's say you post a video of like a cat doing something funny or like you dancing or something. It, it can be cool. Like people can like it and react to it. It can get views, but is that going to translate to the result that you want? And the result that I help my clients with and that I want is obviously to build a following and build a community, but it really is to gain customers, it's to build your brand. It's to make sure that you stand out in your marketplace. And so you can post things that can get funny, you know, a lot of reactions and attention. But is that really getting you the result that you want? Are they going to think of you when they think of, oh, you know, Alex does this and I, I should reach out to him because he's an expert in this space. So I think people get confused with the random, let's see how, how good it performs um, with, uh, okay, is this going to result into Zoom meetings? Is this going to result into new customers that I book? And that's where you've really got to think about it. When you put together a content strategy, it's got to be specific. It's got to be, okay, well, what type of value am I going to deliver? And is it going to, what form is it going to come in? And is it going to lead to people reaching out to me and wanting to do business with me? And the cool thing about LinkedIn is you can do both. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, every week I've got some entertaining, funny skit type videos that come out, the rap battles every now and then. But there also, there's a very strategic element of it too, where I'm making sure that I'm putting myself in a place where I'm credible and um, people understand that I'm an industry leader in my space. I guess with the with the random video, I've seen a, a social media expert talking about the the value or the perceived value of things going viral. And what she said was, when Twitter had just started, she tweeted her, you know, the birth of her first child live. And she says, you know, I mean, that thing exploded on Twitter, and she got millions and millions and millions of, you know, what I forgot to recall, and follows, views, whatever. And she said, it did nothing for me professionally, because right. it, it, it said nothing about the type of thing they could expect from me. And it said nothing about, okay, so if I start following this person, is this what I'm going to see all the time? You will hope it wouldn't be. And so I guess it's, it's whatever you do, if it's not giving even a little window into what you normally do, I mean, it doesn't really matter how many views or likes or whatever you get is not going to help because unless the people expect that you're going to be that entertaining and random all the time, and then they, they might even be turned off because all of a sudden you're putting out things that are not random cat videos say so, oh this guy wants to talk talk business oh no i don't i don't want to follow this guy right you got to think about why people are reacting and following it and if it's they just want to be entertained from something crazy that no one else does which is you know posting your your birth live <laughs> just kind of crazy or or it is some cat video like they're watching it purely for the entertainment value so if you start building your brand around that and then all of a sudden you switch and you start talking about something that's business related or something that is trying to bring you credibility People are going to be thrown off and they're not watching you for that reason. I mean, I went through that too, where I would create these high entertaining videos and then all of a sudden I post a more serious one. People are like, whoa, wait a second. Like, where, where, I was expecting, like, where's the skit? Where's the humor? Where's the rat? You know, and I'm like, all right, well, I gotta, I, you know, there's other sides of me that I have to show, you know? And so you definitely, I think when you start creating content, you just go through this period of, of who am I as a content creator and what do I want to show and how am I going to bring people value in a unique way? but still uh, in a way that, that gets results at the same time too. I think you described a phenomenon that seems to happen very commonly in relationships where I'm yes. seeing one thing and now I've looked into it a bit more and hold on, who is this person? <laughs> Look, yeah, 
Be yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you, th there are certain surprises that you definitely don't like getting. Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay, so that's what works. Um, you know, recently, I think more has been working than not. But did you get any, you know, super important lessons from the early time in, in posting stuff out of what doesn't work? Yeah, I mean, I just like for me, I, I just had no clue. In the beginning, I had no clue what I was doing. So I didn't have a good strategy. I didn't have Hey, how am I going to take this piece of content and turn it into a couple book meetings or a couple customers? Or, you know, I didn't have the, um, the, the branding type of things that I have now where I make sure at the end of my videos, everyone knows exactly what I do and how I help people. And so, yeah, I mean, you have to be very intentional. I talk about that a lot. Like you have to be really, really intentional. You have to think about what you want out of this platform. Like I would say be selfish for a second while you determine what you actually want and then take a selfless approach to go and get it. Like that's the key. So, so be selfish and sit down and write down, Hey, what do I want to get out of this? How much time am I going to spend on LinkedIn? What are my goals? Uh, what am I trying to accomplish on here? Be selfish for a little bit. That's okay. We all need to do that from time to time and then take a selfless approach. So then think, okay, and how can I go get this by giving so much to other people that I actually receive back? Because that's the key on this platform. You have to give, 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 and then you receive. I think you touched on something that I wanted to ask, which is what exactly does the create creation process look like? So let's say, Something like, you know, maybe the, 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 the rap battle or the LinkedIn Terminator, which was a one I, I really liked. So do you get this idea? Okay. I'm going to do something with the Terminator and then you figure out the message or do you have, okay, I want to get this message out. How do I, yeah. what skit could I do that yeah. gets this across? That's a great, no one's ever asked me that's a great question though. So it's bold. It's actually bold. There's certain times where I'll see something or I'll just be in a certain environment and I'm like, man, this would be cool to turn in some type of LinkedIn skit to this or some type of, you know, uh, story into this. And so the, the inspiration comes there. There's other times where I'm, I do write out my content strategy on what I want to talk about and the message and what I want to share with people, the value that I want to bring. And then I think, okay, now how can I take a, a, a subject like the LinkedIn Terminator was a profile, right? I was talking about your profile, you're about me, how it wasn't written right. And so this, this guy, this business owner lost out on this massive deal that was going to change the entire trajectory of business as we know it, the industry as we know it. And so this Terminator, this LinkedIn Terminator comes back in time and is going to stop this from happening is going to say hey you're going to miss out on this huge deal unless i interject right now and we change your profile because a customer a potential customer is going to land on your profile and they're not going to take action because your profile is not optimized it doesn't speak to your target customer and so i thought about okay profile is to it's a little bit boring just to say okay everyone optimize your profile you know make some changes you know here's how it should read i could do that but i thought how interesting would it be to I thought about what, what happens when you don't have a good profile. This is actually interesting. I'm, I've never like played this out in my head, but now that you're asking me, I'm thinking about it. I really thought about this one like this, a profile. What happens when you don't have a good profile? Well, a potential customer lands on it. And if it's not optimized, they bounce off just like a good website, right? Like if it's not jumping out at them and speaking to them about what results they can get them and it's, and it's attracting them, they're going to bounce off the profile and go do something else, whether it's find a competitor or whether it's just, you know, move on their buying process, whatever they do. And if it's really good, they're going to stay on it and potentially take action, which could be an email to you. It could mean a DM to you. And so I thought about what would be like the worst case scenario? <laughs> Started playing this down in my head. And I'm like, well, I mean, what if you just lost this like massive deal? <laughs> like it was just like a game changing, life changing, business changing type of deal because your profile sucked. And I'm like, that would be interesting. And I'm like, okay. And then I thought of the whole Terminator thing. And I was like, well, what if someone came back in time and prevented that from happening? And so that's really how that one started. So it's actually both. Sometimes I do think of the message and I think, how can I make this entertaining and fun for people to watch and into a story is really what I'm doing. 
Or uh, other times I will think of something that hits me that could be highly entertaining and then fit the message within that. Yeah, I can see how it would go both ways. I think with you were just talking about the profile and what happens if, if people just bounce off. And I, I just had this image of like some guy looking very sad, looking out the window and the rain is coming and he's lonely. And then some children are looking for their family or whatever. It's like a whole bunch of like people that needed something and can't get it. Yeah, so, yeah. This is what you've caused with your yeah, practical yeah, Exactly. It's a depression state all over you. When you get it. <laughs> Exactly. And and yeah, and at the same time, I, I do both things with, with stories. I tend to find that when I put out a story like the one I do on Mondays normally, I have stories. Like I just think about funny stuff that happened in my life and go, okay, well, someone's saying that they're going to firebomb the house of this old lady because, you know, she doesn't like the sales pitch. Okay, well, I got to get a message out of this. So I just put a plate in my head and go, okay, it could be this, it could be that. Okay, but this actually makes sense. But when I try to teach something about storytelling, then I might just try and find an angle to introduce the subject. And then, so, so yeah, I can see how it works both ways. We talked about this before, I think, but are you keeping track of the characters? Um, some I do. You know, there's certain, if they're like, a, like the Dale Moran or Dale Moran, um, you know, there's certain characters that just kind of come and go that are part, like the video I'm going to post today, you'll see a couple different characters that will probably come and go. But there's certain characters that do kind of stick around, you know, that I do want to bring back, like the brand father has been one that I brought back, the sales cops one. I had a couple times, although I'm staying away from that right now with the whole political stuff. And uh, yeah, so there's, there's one, the ones that really stand out. I, I try and bring back every now and then because I think there's some value to the audience if, they, if they've caught one and they've caught two. They want to see a little bit more. Um, but some of them come and go too. Well, you could, <laughs> if you wanted to risk risk uh, the the wrath of of the, the crowds, you could just do one about defund the LinkedIn sales cops. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a little bit of a sore subject right now. So. <laughs> I actually thought about it the other day and I was like, yeah, I haven't done like a LinkedIn cops, you know, the marketing cops or something like that. I could tw- I could switch it up a little bit, still keep that character in there though. And I'm like, eh, I just don't think the right time. Well, I mean, you clearly don't, you know, in spite of the nakedness, you, you don't want to court court controversy. When you took out that, that video because it said, what was it? That, uh, oh, the closet one? Yeah. yeah, the creative closet. Yeah. I, I, I read it. I was like, Alex, just drop the creative. Just say why you should come out of the closet. <laughs> that would have got attention, I'm sure. I mean, that one did get attention. I think so, it, did, it did okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm all about like, you know, I think you have to like LinkedIn and think about social media in general and just the world in general. There's a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of like just people talking, people posting content out there. And you have to find a way to break through that brick wall. And you're not going to break through the brick wall throwing a pillow at it. You know, so you got to kind of come out and you got to, you got to, you got to make some noise. You got to hit it pretty hard. So that's why sometimes you'll see videos from me where I'm like, I'm brought on the feathers a little bit. I'll be like, hey, your, your videos are too long and too boring. And that's how I'll start a video out, you know? But then I follow it up with like, hey, but I'm here to help you. And I love you guys. And I'm trying to do some good here. And I, I want your videos to do well. That's why I'm saying this. And I'm teaching you how to do a little bit better. Uh, but I think you have to come out with some noise. But I, what I don't want to do is get political or I don't want to, I really don't want to offend people. What you don't want to be doing necessarily is is having a rant about how people should wear masks. <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, well, hey, man, you're saving lives. You're saving lives. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not getting thanked for it when I'm annoying people on the bus. Uh-huh. Uh, let me just step back from or step away from, from social media for a second. So this whole sort of writing skits and, and acting and, and rapping, uh, where does that come from? Yeah, you know, the, the rapping came from, so when I was like probably 13, 14, I remember exactly where I was when I wrote my first rap. And this is really weird. I actually know exactly what I wrote as far as I can remember. And it was fight like a lion, never stop trying. 
<laughs> and it went on from there. But but I was you know 13, 14. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my high school before we, we switched high schools. My sophomore year, my sophomore year, my freshman year, we were in the old high school, and it was getting so overcrowded that we had to go in this like uh, uh, this side build. It wasn't like a build, it was like a trailer almost. And we were sitting in there, and I, I can't remember the actual class, but I remember I would, used to write raps in school. So like I, I was a terrible student. There's one semester in high school where I got straight F's. I went to three different high schools. I was I haven't shared any of this, but I was super bad in high school. I just, I just ran rampant in high school, I was getting in all kinds of trouble. And what I would do is like in math class or whatever class I was in, I would sit and write raps the entire time. And I always thought for the longest time I was going to be some famous rapper or entertainer or something like that. And it's so funny, man, because I think back and I'm like, you know, I wasn't super far off, you know, from where I'm going now and the type of content I created. I just didn't know how to take what I had what I love to do and what I had a, a decent uh, skill or talent at and take that and turn it into something that I could actually do for a career or a business or make an impact. And so that's really how it started. The acting and stuff, you know, I never did acting or anything. I just, this just kind of came about because I think it's just who I am. And I like to, I like to, I'm, I think I'm inside I'm very creative and I like to tell stories and make things up. I love to create scenarios. You know, even if we were having a, a drink together or something, you may bring something up. And then if you're hanging out with me enough, long enough to know me, you know that I would take one little thing you said and I would create a whole story up about it. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then you went to here. Then you went to this. And I would create characters. And so I've always kind of been that way in my mind. I just didn't know how to bring it to actual like, like put some substance behind it and actually use it to generate something, you know. And so it's been a cool experience I mean, I, for me creating videos and creating content. Um, and I talk about this in my LinkedIn bootcamp that I run. It's, it, it's a life changer. I mean, it really could change your life. For me, it's changed my life. It's made a huge impact in my confidence, in my, the way I tell my story, in uh, the way I express myself, the way I can use my creativity that I just never thought I was going to be able to do even a couple of years ago. I just didn't think I was going to be able to ever use my rapping ability to, to, to impact people and, and to share a cool message and to generate customers. So a lot of this stuff, like people, you'd, you'd be surprised with what comes out when you actually just put yourself out of your comfort zone and you go for it and you make an attempt. Yeah, it's very interesting what you said because it, social media, or I'm not sure if it's all social media because I know nothing about other social media, but, but LinkedIn at least, it does seem to be this weird stage where, okay, you want to talk about business, fine, but there is essentially no unacceptable way to talk about business as long as you're not, you know, offending people and being completely inappropriate. So there's people that sing, there's people that act, there's people that, you know, tell stories. But every, everything seems to be okay. And if you're giving people value, then you'll be rewarded with engagement and then eventually business. If you're not giving people value, then again, you're just, you know, wasting your time as everyone else's. But the fact that it's, there's nothing inappropriate by, you know, of rapping while trying to get a message across if people i mean i'm sure some people go oh, what the hell are we doing this is a professional yeah, platform yeah. but then again there's well, know, there's no escaping the douchebags exactly so so last year um when i was creating i started creating content i don't know what was going with this you, you were saying that you were trying to find some way to like yeah, entertain yeah, or yeah. something like that yeah so entertainment so last year i was thinking about how is it, I, isn't it edutainment well that's but that's a different word so i got all right entertainment then which i don't even like how it sounds now but I thought I thought it was super cool when I thought I thought of it, you know. And uh, so I was like, last year I was like, man, there's got to be some way. First of all, I think school systems are broken, at least where I'm at in the United States. There's so much opportunity. College just like there's so much opportunity to reform. And I was like, what if there's a way to train people, marketers, salespeople, leaders, in a way that was educating them, but also entertaining them? And I didn't realize at the time, but this was going to be the blueprint for my content. 
you know, I didn't even, I just didn't really think of it that much at the time. And I was like, I'm going to start creating courses and stuff that teach people how to do things, but that are entertaining at the same time and have these characters and skits. And what ended up turning into was my content sort of formed into that. And that became sort of the platform of my brand. But that's how I thought of it. I'm like, do people want to be entertained, but, but they also want to be educated. And I think about, you know, content creation on LinkedIn is up 60% uh, than it was uh, this time last year. So 60% more people are posting content. Obviously, it has something to do with COVID and our, you know, the virtual age that we live in now. But it, the reality is it's going to get more competitive. It's going to keep getting more competitive. So you've got to find ways to stand out. You've got to find ways to actually build a brand to where people uh, are excited to consume your content, where you build a following up, where you, you care enough about people and you build enough relationships that people want to tune into what you have to say. Um, that stuff just matters, you know? So when you... When you're thinking of which stories to tell or skits to do or whatever, has it been deliberate that you're never really getting personal with the details? Because you do touch on personal stuff, but the details are almost never personal. Mm -hmm. You know, still you dropped something here and there, particularly in the older videos. But now, you know, you might say, oh, I struggle as well or things like that. But you never go into any of those things. How deliberate is that? Yeah, it's intentional, you know, and I think for me, like, there, there's a couple things. One, there's a certain element of like a little bit of mystery behind the character, you know, that, that's like at some point it'll be revealed, but it's like, uh, there's a little bit of mystery behind it that I think does cause some intrigue. But for me, to be honest, the main reason I've been so focused on just bringing value when it comes to, Hey, how do you build your brand on LinkedIn? How do you win customers on LinkedIn? How do you create content that engages with people on LinkedIn? That I haven't really, I haven't really, found, I would love to talk about some of the personal stuff that I've went through. Like, I would love to. If it was up to me and, and my, my business was going to build whatever I wanted, like it was going to build the exact same way, no matter what, all I, all you would hear me talk about is the motivational type stuff, my journey, going through stuff that I went through in life, because that's really what I'm most passionate about is helping people, like helping people just become a better version of them, helping people grow, helping people that are depressed get out of that depressed state and into a better state, into a happier state. That's actually what my real passion is, to be honest. Um, but I, what, what you'll notice if you look at anybody in the history of time, um, in business at least, uh, and probably all elements, they start off in a niche, right? They start off in a niche and then they get to a certain place where they, they've reached this, you know, this following where they've got this, this community now. They've got the, these fans now. And then they can kind of open the gates on, all right, let me start talking about some more stuff. So if you look at like Grant Cardone or Gary Vee, they didn't come out of the gates and say, Hey man, here's how you, you know, be happier. Here's what you need to do with your life. No, they didn't do that at all. They started off talking about very specific, you know, like Gary was wine or it was marketing at first or Grant Cardone was strictly sales for 10 years, you know, dealership sales. And so all these people start off talking about these niche things. They build their brand up. Um, they get really good at it. They find success. And then they kind of open the gates to talk about some other things. Does that mean that I couldn't interject more personal stuff in my content now? Of course I could, but I choose to, it's just the route that I choose to go for now. I'm excited when I feel like, and I'll, I think I'll know when that time is where I feel like I can share a little bit more. Even if you look at Shay's stuff, like in the beginning, it was very LinkedIn focused and video content focused. Now she's talking about just about everything that she cares about, which is cool. She's in a good you know, position where she can do that. But I think you got to prove yourself in your niche and, and build that following first so that you can have that pedestal, sort of to speak. My thinking behind this is that it's, it's worth talking about your personal struggles or, or things that people would perhaps think is not as appropriate if it serves the, your customers or your audience overcome the objection objection that they are feeling so yeah. if they you know if someone is going through a rough personal time you know say they're going through a divorce they're yeah. they, you know they're struggling with the children at home or whatever 
if you are struggling with those things or if you have struggled with those things and overcome them, then I think there is perhaps a place to say, you know, this is what my life looked like six months ago. And then they go, oh, crap, that's my life now. So, you know, we are, you know, coming from the same place or whatever. I think when it's that, then I think it has a value that is totally. um, that that can help build a business that is totally. not just well totally and that, but that's also where you got to think about your brand cohesion like like what do you want your like what is your brand going to be and I don't for me personally I just right now you I'm mean like, your brand cohesion Alex you have a brand cohesion <laughs> you know and so, <laughs> so you got to think Don Conion you got you got to think about that you know was the famous line <laughs> in that one I was just thinking about a couple lines of. I'm gonna do you a favor. <laughs> no, I think I think the really good one is he says, "I'll make you an offer you cannot refuse." And then he said, "But but if if I cannot refuse, it's not really an offer. Really, it's a demand." Right? <laughs> That's right. It's true, right? You know, if I can't refuse. <laughs> but anyways, man, I think there, there's definitely a place for that. And but I do think as all content creators, we got to think about what is our brand cohesion and what do we want our brand to stand for? What do we want to be recognized for? And me at this place, I just want to be recognized for the, the absolute best content creation, video content creation on LinkedIn and helping other people do the same. So I'm just very, very focused on that. Um, I do, I have dabbled in the personal stuff where I'll dive back and say, Hey, I started creating videos. I did a video a while back where I said, I started creating videos five years ago and I did nothing with them. I posted five or 10 videos on YouTube. I didn't get any, you know, any traction, of course, because there are only five or 10. I had no clue what I was doing. And, uh, I gave up. And then years later, I tried it again, gave up again. And then, you know, last year was the, the pivotal moment where I stuck with it. And anytime you put in work and stay consistent and you have a good strategy, result, the results are going to follow. You just got to give it some time. So I'll talk about, you know, my first videos. I did a video all back on, on my first few videos and how they got no traction and no likes and no comments. I like opening up, but that still has to do with more of the content creation, the marketing, that kind of stuff. Just not in a place where I want to talk about some of this other stuff and go out on left field yet. But there will be a time when I do that. You'll see that. And I'm excited for it. This is a challenge everyone trying to teach anyone else has, which is this, you know, the, the, your creativity is not everybody else's creativity. Yeah. I think in, in your case, this is particularly true. So um, I, I know, you know, your, your hashtag is Unleash the Creative. But my question is, when you're helping other people, you know, that obviously you're teaching them the technical sides of video and what works for LinkedIn marketing and things like that. But how... How much do you find that you can genuinely teach someone or, or, or really help them, you know, unleash the creative as such? And, and how much is like, listen, I've given you the platform. Now your personality needs to come through however it comes through. Yes. Yeah, it's a great question. And that's why the hashtag and really the branding has been unleash the creative, unleash your potential. Because that's my job. I have to, obviously, yes, there's technical stuff, there's the marketing stuff. There's the, how do you post, how do you engage, how do you edit? But, but. I try to uh, bring that out, bring that creativity, unleash that creativity within people. Because a, a lot of people, like, look at myself, three years, two years ago, one year ago, like, I wasn't even creating content. Like, and, and now I'm creating all these videos. So where was that a couple years ago? It was inside. It's, it still was here. I just hadn't unleashed it yet. And so I think about a lot of people, everyone has something amazing to offer, multiple things that are amazing to offer with the world, with social media, with, with their loved ones, everything. The problem is a lot of people sometimes due to insecurities or what people will say or the fear of failure, they don't bring it out and they don't show it. And so what I teach people to answer your question is, is what is unique about you? What is different about you? What are you good at? What, what are your strengths? Leverage those strengths. So maybe you're, maybe you are funny. Maybe you're a great storyteller. Maybe you can act. Maybe you can do a little singing or dance or, or rapping or whatever it is. Uh, maybe you're a really great interviewer. And you're just like, you're great at digging in and asking good questions and responding, the timing of it. 
So I think people really have to figure out where am I naturally good at? And then how do I really build and unleash that full potential on that? And, and not be afraid to try new things, not be afraid to get out of the box. But that's the key. You've got to look at, you've got to look inside and figure out what is inside me. What, what do I think I can do? And then you've got to be able to not be afraid to push the envelope a little bit. I think the last one is, is more of a curiosity from you because I saw a video from Jonathan Palmer the other day and he was talking about how long it actually takes him for one video. Uh, so I was just curious about, you know, particular, maybe the rap battle is an extreme example because that uh. one, I guess, it probably takes a lot longer. But if you're doing like a couple of characters, right? Like the, yeah. the Brent Father or the Wolf of Wall Street or of LinkedIn, um, how long does it take from sort of beginning to end to get one of those done? Yeah. Uh, so I would say writing the script, if it's maybe like, let's say the minute and a half long video, which is probably an average video, maybe two minutes max. Um, writing the script can take you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, nothing super crazy. If I've got the uh, idea of what it's going to be about, and I've got sort of the characters writing out the actual line by line, that maybe is 15, 20 minutes. And then recording is probably 20 minutes. Right? So you do, I have to assume you, you do most of it in the first or second take. It's not taking you 10 takes to get it out, to get yeah, it right. You can, otherwise it's going to take you way too long. So I mean, there's certain parts where I'm like, take, you know, it's five or six takes, but most of the time I'm trying to do it in a couple takes. But you figure if it's a minute and a half, two minutes, you can knock it out in 15, 20 minutes recording time. And then you switch between characters, you do the storyboarding. And then um, the longest part is the the final touches on the editing where you're putting in, you know, the scenery, the backgrounds that, you know, and depending on how often you switch backgrounds and how intricate it is, how many different things are going to pop up. It could range from, you know, a simple edit might be for me personally, it might be um, maybe an hour, hour and a half more than that. On a complex one, it could be five, six hours. Yeah. So, so, so is it with your longest ones are about the rap battles? So the rap battles are long because the music, because, you know, if I had a studio that I was going to go into, which I have in the past, like just to write music and stuff, if I went into a studio, it'd probably be a lot easier. I used to bust out songs in one take and stuff. But when you don't have a studio, you can't stop. And it's just really hard to mix it in and the sound quality and stuff. You have to, it takes so long to get it just right. And even then, it doesn't sound that great. But so writing the song, first of all, just to get the beat and then write the song takes, you know, an hour or two right there. And then you've got to actually record it, make sure it sounds as good as you possibly can get it. And then you've got to add in the video, which is the two characters, the three characters all in there together, the green screen, which takes a little bit longer. And then you've got the editing and, you know, it's, it's, it's layered, obviously, there's a lot of layers to it. So yeah, I, I would guess that one probably took six, seven hours total. Well, they, from the outside, they look like they've done very well. So it seems to be time, yeah. time well spent. So be, a, be a bitch if you do one of those and it's like three yeah. likes, yeah. <laughs> two comments. I nice rap skills, Alex. I would cry. I would go in the corner and just ball up and cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So I, I think, um, I, you know, I usually ask people, where can people find you? But if someone has listened to this whole thing and doesn't know that they can find you on LinkedIn, on, then, then they're, they're, they're high. Yeah. Uh, and at the moment, that, that is the place for people to find you, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, connect with me. Follow me. Um, I'll, I'll engage with your content. Say hi. Send me a video DM. You know, let's, let's talk. Perfect. Um, thanks very much for your time, mate. Uh, get on get on with uh, what you're doing and I, I look forward to the second Terminator video because um you know you, you told us it was coming. It I think is. you're I think you were just bullshitting us. Oh no uh, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right everybody uh, thanks for tuning in. Take care of yourselves and until next time. That's a 
Yeah, how them stairs running to the top and you're never gonna stop for a status and a bonus? Who cares? It's not an office. It's a prison with a conference room and a couple of chairs. I'm actually building my dream and you're just helping someone else build theirs. You live for the weekend because your real life sucks. That bonus creeping, meanwhile I'm making million bucks But I've got a text from your wife She said I made an impact on her life I'm changing lives every day and every night And I do it for the purpose, man, I'm in it for the fight Guess it all comes down to happiness in the end Our worlds are so different, we just see it through a different lens And I respect you, cause I know I couldn't do it alone I may be the founder, but I'm really here to get you where you wanna go You know I love you guys. You know I love you guys.